Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Chester. Today, we are talking about worship, and worship is not a spectator sport. At least, that's what Ellen Walker reminds us of. She is the author of, uh, I'm sorry, An Audience of One, Worship for God's People. Now, so often, Christians go to church out of a sense of duty or to be inspired, to make connections or to be entertained, and they think that worship means sitting in the service on Sunday morning simply for an hour. Well, an audience of one, Worship for God's People, is a look at worship in the biblical context and to help the worshiper become more involved in worship, to understand a little more of the great God that we worship and how we can worship and walk with God. 24 7. Now, of course, you can find out more about Ellen on her website at ellenjwalker.com. That's ellenjwalker.com. So let's go on and get started. Hello, Ellen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, it's good to talk with you. Now, I am really excited about your title. I love a good book. And sometimes it's the title that pulls me in. Sometimes it's the cover that pulls you in. So I have to ask you, an audience of one, Worship for God's People, how did you come up with such a title? (laughs) Well, it started, I was at um, a church, uh, visiting a church my daughter um, attends, and the pastor Uh started the service, um, and he said, how many of you are in the audience today, or how many are in the audience and um, everybody looked around and started counting in their heads. And then he said, there's only one person in the audience, and that's God today. And so that's kind of where the whole idea started. I like it. I like it. You know, so many times I think we do kind of get caught up with, um, I'm not going to sing because I can't sing too well, or I don't know if I want to raise my hands and praise because someone else may be looking at me, you know, a particular way. But if we only think of it as God's the one that we're having worship with, that it really does for yeah. you. I, I love that. Now, I like yeah. how in your description you say that you look at worship from a biblical context. Now, there may be some people that are going from a biblical context. Do they talk about worship in there? What do you mean by a biblical context? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I try to do is to go through the scriptures and help the the, the reader um, understand why something is worship. 
um, and I try to to show through throughout the entire Bible um, different events that happened that were worship and help them understand the the whole nature of worship um, because it's not just something that we've created out of nowhere. Um, worship has been around ever since God have people have understood the awesomeness of God. So it mm-hmm. starts all the way back with Noah and goes all the way through the scriptures, um, hopefully in an interesting way to help people understand what what worship is all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people who are um, unfamiliar with the various ways in which you can praise. For example, some believe that you do raise hands. Um, to God, some believe that you should sit uh, quite quietly in your pew to have worship. But when we're talking about just personal worship with God, is all of that okay? Absolutely. Worship, when you think about it, um, at least in my my definition of worship, is that worship is loving God. And so whatever mm-hmm. way you feel comfortable loving God that's that's the way you worship, um, and whether it's raising your hands or most of the time in the scripture when people came face-to-face with God, they fell prostrate on the ground and worshiped right. him. So, I mean, mm-hmm. not uh, today more or less the falling on your face kind of thing, um, I, we don't do that, but we do humble ourselves before him when we come to worship him. But what you do with your hands and your feet and everything else is is it's it's not really real relevant to the actual act of worship. The worship comes from your heart. So now I wanna ask you one more question before we go to break and that is about our children. So many times um we aren't sure what to do with children and I'm I'm talking about the, the community, talking about the whole world at large. Some churches allow for children's church for little ones to go off and, and, and praise the Lord with, with other little people. Some people believe they're supposed to be in with their family. My question is not about where we put the children, but what can we teach children about worship time? Okay, children need to understand that worship is loving God. And whether they do it in big church with the adults or whether they go with their peers, which, um, you know, both of them have advantages um, to go with your peers. Um, they it, Things that are expressed to them are on terms and that they, in their age levels, can understand. Um, going into the larger sanctuary, though, with the adults gives them an opportunity to to get a larger perspective of worship and and the God that we serve. So both of those are important. The main thing is to communicate to your children that worship is loving God for who he is. Um, Mm -hmm. I I was never taught to worship. I was taught to thank God. I didn't know how to worship God. And there's a big difference between thanking and praising God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And boy, have you said a mouthful there, because I'm sure there are people <laughs> nodding their heads going, yeah, I didn't realize it until I was 20 or 30 or 40, that there's always something new that we can learn. Well, listeners, we need to take a very short break, but don't worry, when we get back, we will continue this great conversation with author Ellen Walker. We'll be back right after 
this. Being with Infants by Montessori teacher trainer and world-renowned child specialist Beverly Kovach is finally on DVD and digital download. The long-awaited 3D disc set is essential for any new parent, grandparent, or infant caregiver wanting respectful relationships with infants in their care. Being with Infants is broken down into 20 easy-to-digest video lessons, complete with demonstrations. Everything from diapering, feeding, the proper way of picking up infants, sleep, crying, environment, play, weaning, and much more are covered. Being with Infants is available on DVD and digital download at Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Order today and be sure to follow Being with Infants on Facebook for free bonus content. are back. Thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Ingla. I am your host, Dr. Ingla Chester, and my guest today is author Ellen J. Walker, and you can find her online at the same ellenjwalker.com. We are talking about her book, An Audience of One, Worship for God's People. I like that last part, Worship for God's People. I, I just think that that is, it is pulled on me. I would definitely Pick up a copy of the book. I love it. I love it. Now, Ellen, I want to ask you um, about being an author. Did, is that something that you've always wanted to do, or did you find that it was just the right place and the proper time for this book? <laughs> well, I've never. I was probably the least likely in high school to be thought that I would ever write anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, and I really had no aspirations of being an author, although I've been a reporter and done investigative reporting and that kind of thing um, later in my life. But um, this book was written because I want—I no longer was worship leader in my church, and I'm sitting in the, the, the bench or the pew looking around and seeing so many people who don't understand why they're there or not understanding mm-hmm. the God that we worship and so I wrote this as a, a, a book to help average people understand what worship is all about. So it, yeah. it came, the book came out of just a, a need that I saw and I felt to express what the scripture says about worship and what God's trying to let us know about worship. Um, my second book was a little bit more intentional but um, I really never intended to be an author, <laughs> especially not late in life like this. Right. I love it. Now, I like how you mentioned that there is a second book. Can you tell us the title of that and a little bit what is it about? Certainly. It's called The Secret War, The Struggle for Your Last Freedom. And it's about your your attitude and the fact that we are in a struggle every single day that Satan is trying to change our attitude. Um, uh-huh. we, we are in control of our attitude. Um, and real quick illustration, when I was young and first married, I remember turning to my husband, who's a pastor, and I said, you make me so angry. And he turned back to me and he said, no, you make yourself angry. If I could, I'd make you happy, but I can't do that either. It's all up to you. And so this book jumps off of that, going through the scriptures, especially the Sermon on the Mount, about how our attitude as Christians, uh, we're not at the mercy of our attitude. We have a 
We have choices yeah. to make absolutely every day as to whether we'll be angry, sad, happy, whatever. So, and it was written for my grandchildren so that they understand the struggles because they're going to be persecuted in the coming days. And I wanted them to have some some guidance and something to lean upon yeah. in the scriptures when they when they are attacked. So, that's what that book's about. I love it. No, that was such a nugget of wisdom there. And I I love that. So many times we are given such a jewel in passing, and I'm sure you understood the power of what he was saying in that moment. But just the fact that you thought to share that with us today, there's someone who really needed to hear that, of how much control we really and truly do have have over our attitudes. And if we just tweak that just a little bit, man, the, the, the outcome that we could have with where we go in our lives and what we do. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think people forget so yeah. many times that for, for some folks, the only the only Christian that they're going to see or the example of God's love may be us. And I know that that sounds like, no way. I mean, we live in this modern age. Surely people know about God. But you'll be surprised at how many people might know the name, but they don't have that personal relationship. And, and you might be that person who gives them an example of that personal relationship. I love it. Thank you, Ellen, for, for not only sharing about your book, but, but wrapping us up on such a positive note and such a good quote. Thank you so much for that. So my last question for you is, is if you could remind everyone, what is the title of your two books and where can we pick up a copy? Okay, again, the the first book, Audience of One, Worship for God's People. And then the second one is called The Secret War, The Struggle for Your Last Freedom. And both of them are available at, online as e-books or regular books, um, Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you buy books online. Um, it's also in Audible, so they can the, they would like to listen instead of read. It is, both books are available there as well. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again, Ellen, for being on the show with us today. Thank um, you. Thank you for allowing me to come and share. You know that this is one of my favorite parts of the day, and that is giving a quick shout-out to our international audience. Coming in in the number one spot is my home country. Woohoo! Thank you, SA, for being in the number one spot. Number two is the Philippines. Number three is Australia. Number four is the United Kingdom. And number five is Spain. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in and making our show an international success. Without you, where would we be? I'd be sitting here talking to myself, and I don't want to do that. So thank you so much for tuning in. Now, of course, there are some of you who have only a few people in, but I appreciate you guys tuning in as well. So thank you to Ghana and thank you to Iceland. Thank you to New Zealand, so on and so forth. Thank you guys for tuning in. So until next time, may you have great mental health. Bye bye everyone. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.